0: Um, remember when Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments and uh, things went south down below as they were waiting on him (laughs) and uh, that happened right around this time and they chose uh, they they chose to build their own God and they built that golden calf and we need to be aware of any golden calves that we might try to align with this month because we need to keep our eyes focused because we we read that story and think oh I would never and how easy that is for us to say God where are you I think I'm gonna go my own way and build my own thing and look to something else other than him so I need know that this is a month that we need to be careful of who who we, who and what we align ourselves with and we don't want to get snagged up by a golden calf do we lord we want to keep our eyes on you and one of the ways to do that is to continue to um praise our way through this month and um this, you don't have to just I think sometimes we have a thought of praise is just singing and uh, but there's a lot of different ways to praise the Lord so um, learn to praise him outside of this place learn to praise him through uh, whenever you are tempted by that golden calf then that will uh, lead you through this month in, in a righteous way and I know that he wants us to stay uh, connected with him in that way Uh, Tomorrow, which Rob prayed this earlier, we are uh, having um, a blood drive here. We're not doing it, but um, we're just opening up the building so that they can come and uh, do this. And um, the American Red Cross is doing it. But um, I don't even know. It's from 10 to 4 tomorrow. But um, I just thought, what a great opportunity, if anybody would be available, to just... There's going to be a lot of people in and out of here. And um, there was, how many of us Wednesday night? 14 or so of us that went out Wednesday night. And we had a great time of just kind of boots on the ground and uh, seeing what was going on in Skytook. And, um, you know, we kind of just felt like it was time we'd keep talking about it and it was time to go out. And we did that Wednesday night. And there was a lot of stuff happened in a 30-minute time period that we were gone, and we reached some people. Um, There was two or three people prayed for in the frozen food section at Walmart. I mean, God can show up wherever he wants to.
1: That's a good place, you know, (laughs) someone that's cold, (laughs) away from God.
0: Uh, But um, it it was just... uh, A good it was just good to be his hands and feet and go out and I know we're going to do some more of that but I just thought now Monday tomorrow they're going to be coming in here and so if anybody would want to be available just uh, you don't have to give blood but if you just want to be available I know that there'll be some from the community coming in so I just thought what another opportunity for us to reach the community as different ones come in so um, I just wanted to mention that so God's got big plans for Skytook, and I'm excited because we get to be a part of it, and we're working towards the block party uh, that we're going to have on uh, September 25th out here in the parking lot. We've got Justin Todd Herod is going to be here to uh, uh, be singing, and we've got a lot of things planned, uh, and I'm hoping that all of you all Richard you're one of them that I have been needing to talk to but if you would we're going to need kind of all hands on deck we'll need people to park cars we'll need uh people to um just be available and um we will be having the meeting at the barn again this year with uh, Ray Garcia so that'll be a good time in September so we've got some things coming up but um I know that God wants us to um, be available to Sky because I know that we are a city on a hill here at Ascension. So, and I just, as we sang that song about open up the windows, you know, as we continue to step into what the Lord has for us, we are pushing the windows that want to be dark over Skytook, we as we praise those windows are opening that's part of our assignment here is to pray and to sing and to praise so that so that the windows will open and that the light can come out and that uh, the glory of the lord will shine upon Skytook and that his presence will fall and that's what we want him to do here this morning so we're going to continue on with the service if the ushers will come and let's stand
1: I want to pray over that. and I've got a word I believe the Lord really keeps reminding me of this morning. So, men, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we just need to meet and pray. 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Lord, we decree your lordship over this house. Lord, we have never had a debt because you're a faithful God and you've always provided for this house. And Lord, we're sowing our seed into your kingdom. Believing you to take care of our houses and our needs. Anybody got a special need this morning? Just let us know. We want to pray for you. Lord, we decree that you will supply every need according to your riches in glory. I decree that over this offering this morning. And let's agree. We hadn't prayed for our country this morning. America so needs you. Lord, we believe you to do a move in the government of this nation. And Lord, I stand against the Antichrist agenda that's so strong in our land. But Lord, it's not, it doesn't compare to you. And Lord, I stand against and ask you to deal with the elites that want to rule the world apart from you. Lord, you are God. America is your idea. And we bless America. And I believe you, Lord, for a move of your spirit in this nation. We need revival. Lord, the government is upon your shoulders. And we agree? In Jesus' name, amen.
0: As they receive the offering, let's uh, just greet one another real quick. As Pastor Gerald comes, shake somebody's hand, say hello. We haven't done that in a while. There's some visitors. We have some new ones. Shake their hands, get to know them. John,
1: yeah. John. We got a John. You got a John, John? How are you? John, John brings nice this.
2: John,
3: Yeah. Who you got to I couldn't get my grandma Sue to come. She didn't
1: feel well. What you need? Hey, have a guy here. Okay, uh good. Morning. Something I need to tell you before the evening's over. The morning is over.
4: Oh, okay. okay.
1: Morning again, sir. How are you doing? I'm John. You doing? I'm John. <laughs> God. Uh, but he got his sister here. Huh? Yeah. Uh, it's a big deal. We've been praying for all yeah, morning. praise God. Yeah, we've been praying this morning. Tell me your name again. That's good. Oh. Good morning, Jay. Tom.
3: Good. How are you? Good. You doing all right?
1: I'm good. You? Good. That's your mom. Grandma, you ready? Okay, amen. Okay, recess is over. announced this thing and we didn't even tell you where it was it's going to be right here at the (laughs) church we're going to set up right out here so be here about 12 o'clock because we start eating at one okay everyone will bring their appetite men what time tomorrow night all right aren't you glad you can come to church and have fun God is just good and he's got a sense of humor or he wouldn't have created you and I now come on get over it it's just if you could have solved all the world's problems you would have already solved them so we're in His hands. And He's doing everything we're believing Him to do. The righteous shall walk by Amen. Amen. So let's walk by faith. Let's press into Him and continue to believe Him. Well, Let's look at uh, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Now this is... Uh, About almost the same passage that's in in Matthew 10, where Jesus sent the 12 disciples out. But today, he's sending uh, the 70 out, as we sent the 14 out Monday night. So, um, Wednesday night. Okay, keep me straight. Thank you. So, uh, Jesus sends people out. So let's keep hearing him. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others, and he sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. They were kind of forerunners. They were preparing the way. For the Lord. That reminds me even of John the Baptist. That was part of his ministry. And he was saying to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. The harvest is still plentiful. The labors are still few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out labors into His harvest. Go, behold, I send you as lambs into the midst of wolves. So you need to know where you're going. Jackson could tell you a story about that. He, once he was kind of banged up. He saw three guys at, I think, a park or something. He got out, carried his probably big King James with him and went to witness to him and they beat him up. I said, Jackson, when you get out like that, don't take a Bible. (laughs) That's like waving a red flag at a bull. If they're antagonists, you'll know when you get there what you can share and what you can't because there's just some people not going to receive it, huh? But he calls us lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money belt, no bag, no shoes, and greet no one on the way. He says, just know where you're going and be about it. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him, but if it not, it'll rest, it'll return to you. Say to that house, or stay, excuse me, in that house, eating and drinking what they give you, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not keep moving from house to house. I guess there's always been people that get upset if you'd be at their house and then go to somebody else's house and somebody else's house and think you didn't like their house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat what is set before you. And heal those who are sick and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. Jesus gave that same message to the 12. (coughs) Pardon me. Heal the sick. And he gave it to them. Heal the sick. He didn't even say, Go get them saved. He said, Just tell them the kingdom of God is near. You pray for someone or lay hands on He didn't even say pray. He just said heal the sick. When you get them healed, they'll want to know what's going on. They may want to get to know that God that you know. They want to know how that has happened. What's God is doing in that. Healing's a big part of the kingdom of God. And we need to keep pressing into that and jesus still sends us out this scripture is just as true today as it was then and you could start in any part of that and it seems there's other countries that uh, the gospel is more easily received than it is in this gospel, in this country we're kind of gospel hardened it seems like We in the Bible Belt, we think everyone has heard. And most have heard some part of it, but it's never become personalized to them. They've never come to that place that knowing apart from them personally, accepting and having a relationship with Jesus Christ, they're doomed to an eternity apart from God. I've said this before, you never go to a funeral where everybody doesn't go to heaven. I've only heard one story of a man said he was in a service and that preacher said, this guy did not go to heaven, he went straight to hell. I've preached one that I said, and some, I don't know their spiritual condition. I really tried to get out of preaching one. I didn't know the person at all. Because they said, we don't have anybody else. Because that's hard. That, that's why I have said, you ought to live your life so a preacher don't have to lie about you. <coughs> he ought to be able to tell speak the truth about you. Not have to make up something about you. Like somebody tell me something good, huh? i got to have more power up here. But there's... Say there's strongholds. Over this nation. Over this city. Maybe over our lives. Maybe over our homes. Maybe over your business. Maybe it's over your job. What's keeping you from... Moving on. And reading this (coughs) reminds me of Gideon's story. And I want to just show you a little bit about it this morning. If you'll turn to uh, Judges chapter 6. And I just want to read a few verses out of that. (coughs) The Midianites, the enemy had come in. had come into Israel and they would come every year. Dixie, let me have that bottle of water. I got a bottle, John. Thank you. They would come and reap their harvest. They'd come and take everything they wanted. They were under the midianites because they had rebelled against god and god just says okay i'm turning you over to the enemy and yet the lord appeared to a man named gideon who was a nobody in fact when god approached him he said look i'm not the guy there's 12 tribes in israel my tribe's the least of all the families in my tribe my family's the least of all my father's kids, I'm the least, I'm not the guy. God says, you're the man. So when you, nobody's left out. In fact, he was hiding out where they normally process wine, thrashing wheat, trying to make he was a good man, He was trying to provide for his family. And all at once, the angel of the Lord shows up. And when it says the angel of the Lord, that's a theophany word that means it's really a pre-existence of Jesus Christ before He literally came in the flesh. And we're going to read verse 21 and down. Then the angel of the Lord... Oh, excuse me, I... Started in the wrong place. He asked him if he could. uh, Fix an offering for him. And that's in verse 19. And he put meat in a basket. broth in a pot. And brought them. And the angel took them. Took the meat and the bread. And we talked about this on Wednesday night. Some time ago. That there's some people that are against. Eating meat and such as. And yet. How can that be wrong if that was an offering that was offered to our Lord? So it's just kind of interesting to me. Verse 21, Then the angel put out the end of the staff that was in his hand, touched the meat, the unleavened bread. The fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. Then the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. And when Gideon saw that he was the angel of the Lord, he said, Alas, O God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and named it. The Lord is peace. To this day it still stands in Ophrah of the Abrazites. Now, On this same night, the Lord said to him, Take your father's bull and a second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal, which belongs to your father, and cut down the Asherah that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on the top of this stronghold in an orderly manner, Take the second bull and offer a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah, which you shall cut down. You know, when this message, and I, I've told you before, really spoke to my life, and God used it to change my life, but I, re- I don't remember in those days them giving much preference to tearing down these strongholds. But these strongholds were very significant. One, one was Baal, which I believe to be the god over America, a false god. It's a stronghold to stop. And this Astra was a female goddess. So it's easy for men to want to worship some kind of a female goddess. And that got into the pagan worships and such as. But he told them to pull that down. You know, then Gideon called forth this army. God convinced him to do it, and he welcomed all the men. 32,000 people showed up. And God says, that's too many. I don't want you to think you have done this. Tell the fearful to go home. I'm going to tell you, COVID removed the fearful out of the church. There's people still hiding. They've still got their mask on. It's time to come out. It's time to come out. It got down to 10,000. He said, it's still too many. You let me pick them. You need help on your job, you let God pick them. Rob said the other day, no, I'm waiting on the right person. You better wait on the right timing. He had them all go down to the creek and drink. And he picked 300 of them. He said, that's enough. I thought, that's what God's done to us. He's got us down to the bare bones where it takes every person. Yeah. Yeah. I told someone that one time, well, we're, we've been low. He said, I think that's good. It is good if it's God's plan. It doesn't take many. He got it down to 11, didn't he? He got it down to 120. It's never been the majority that's right. The majority was always wrong. He sent out 12 spies into the promised land. Two come back. Caleb and Joshua. We can do it. Other ten shouted them down, convinced the people. The majority, don't go with the majority. God is a majority. He's enough. Just join him. Just join him. So get in. they won that victory. 300, they ended up eliminating all 135,000 of them. They killed 120 that night. Well, they just surrounded them. The 300 surrounded them, blew their trumpets, their lights shined. Those people woke up in the middle of the night, those men, and they literally killed one another. But 15,000 escaped, but the 300 just went after them and got them. God's a majority. But he had to tear down those strongholds. Those strongholds would have empowered that enemy. That stronghold was over Israel and had to be broken. Israel needed to repent. I assume there was some repentance going on. I I know Gideon gave it all to God. I mean, God really had to convince him. He said, even, he said, God, I'm going to put this fleece out tonight. And we don't need to do that, but we kind of do sometimes, I think. He put this fleece out and Lord let it be, I forgot which way he did it, dry and the ground be wet. And that's the way it was, so he was convinced. But he said, God, do it one more time. Let it be wet and the ground just reverse it. He was a leader, but he's scared. Just like we are sometimes when it's our turn to take a step. They, they can talk about you can walk in the peace of God. You may walk in the peace of God when your knees are rattling, when you take that first step. But if you're convinced it's God, you've got to take it. You've got to move into it. But he had to tear that stronghold down over that territory. That's a big part of that message. It's a big part of what our call is over Skytook. We've got a call. We're praying the city manager's resigned. They're going to have a new city manager. They're taking applications. They've got several. Lord, we want the right one. We're calling in the right person for the job. We want a man or the person in Skytook that God wants that'll lead us in a godly direction. Yeah. This, Listen, the city government's an important thing. The school board's an important place. The city councilors, those we need godly people in, in all those places. We have turned too many things over to the adversary. Remember, I, I've, I've told you this probably a couple of times. George Soros and Bernie Sanders 10 years ago rented office space in Oklahoma City, hired people to go there to recruit people, to get on the school board, get on the city council, that would have their views listen our adversary has a plan that's a stronghold that's a stronghold in this nation but we have strongholds in our lives you know those things I I heard a man teach this recently I read some of it he said "I, I was taught you just continue to press in and battles to gain in your life but then he says in the end they said you strive to be perfect but then they told you but you could never be perfect so you end up defeated but he said i read the word where it says you be be perfect as your father in heaven is imperfect you be led by the spirit of god and he'll take you the right direction he'll lead you in the direction you should go if he can find a Gideon hid out in a wine press thrashing wheat, he's got a heart for people. And he's just looking for someone that'll say, okay. The answer is yes. Lord, what's the question? Just agree with God is what he's trying to, to get us to do. But that, that is such a, an important part of that. COVID has stripped the church. It's broke churches. You know, Ephesians 6 talks about put on the full armor of God. Well, there are spiritual powers that we have to stand against. He said your battle's not with that person. It's with powers, principalities. It's with rulers of darkness. And yet we thought, all well, my divisions just between me and that person. No, there might be a spirit in it. You know, in the military, you watch these, there's been a lot of war movies on. They, what do they do first? They send in the air power before they put boots on the ground. I promise you, we prayed over the group before we went out the other night. That's the same thing. Lord, you work it out. You pave the way. I'm telling you, we've went, we can go for the Lord in our strength and get beat up. We need to be led. We need to know when to go. Well, bless the Lord. We, we need prayer. We need intercessors. And listen, I know you pray, but if you have the gift of intercession, I wish you'd tell me that you're really called to be an intercessor. I need to know. We need intercessors. I know we pray, but I I know there's a call for intercession. Uh, Charles Finney ministered in the 1800s. Started out, he was going to be an attorney. And a man witnessed to him and says, now you've got your degree, what you're going to do? Oh, he said, I'm going to go make money. Well, then what are you going to do? I'm going to marry then what are you going to do? I'm going to raise a family. Okay, what are you going to do? Well, I guess I'll get old and retire. He said, then what? And he brought him to the gospel. And this attorney got saved. And I'm telling tell you, he changed America. Amen. He changed America. But he had one man with him. He had one man that was like the 70 that went out that would go before him to the city where he was going and would stay there, I don't know, a week, two weeks, maybe a month before, I don't remember how long, and pray over that region. He was tearing down the strongholds. They said Charles Finney could walk into a factory and said it would just shut down. The Spirit of God would just come in such a way. Lord, do it again. Do it in SkyTube. Do it all over the earth. But he had an intercessor. Don't underestimate your prayers. Keep praying over our services. Keep praying over your job, your city. The first strongholds probably are homes. you got to take your home. Well, you've got to take over number one person, though, before you can take your home. you got to win that battle. Win those strongholds. Gideon tore down those those powers. I want to read you a story that happened in Argentina. This is a man named Carlos Anaconda. <clears throat> is known as an evangelist. Most of his ministry has occurred not within four walls of churches but out in the open air he leases a vacant lot, and he personally preaches to between 2,000 and 20,000 people for 30 consecutive nights, from 8 p.m. until midnight. Sometimes he goes 40 to 45 days. He's a lay person. He's the owner of a nuts and bolts factory, and he takes no money from his evangelistic outreaches the pastors of the churches in a given city or a section of the city cooperate with them and the new converts go into their churches. When this was written, he'd won more than two million people to the Lord. I mean, the, the Spirit of God is moving in the land. God can do the things. He's just waiting for us to make those kind of stands and to decree and declare His Lordship over them. But they really believe in dealing with two things. The territorial spirits. They know they've got to take them. And they also, the second thing they do is in personal deliverance. If a new convert comes in, he spends that next weekend, if it's a man, he'll spend that next weekend with two or three other men. And they'll get him out of the city and they'll take him through deliverance. If he's come to Jesus. Listen, going through personal deliverance can speed your walk up with God by years. Because you'll go years trying to get over a particular issue in your life, and if you get some help and get those pet demons cast out, your life will be a lot better. You'll grow so much quicker. That's the two things. They deal with territorial spirits and they're, they have deliverance teams. See, the power of God is real. You remember Mary Magdalene? The first person that Jesus appeared to What a special lady she was. Jesus had a personal deliverance ministry. He'd cast seven demonic spirits out of that lady. No telling how many he's cast out of me and you. See, it's real. But we've got to submit ourselves to the Lordship of Christ and allow him to do in us what he wants to do. But America, we're so educated and so smug, we think that's all over there. That's all happens over there. You're like I was when I first heard about deliverance. Oh yeah, I know about that. They all drowned. They were in those pigs and they run off in the water and they all drowned. No, they didn't all drown. They don't end up. See, God has got such a plan and God is on the move and he's on the move in in Sky Took. You know Jesus had some big mo- meetings. I think about Gideon getting thirty-two thousand and getting his numbers cut down. But you know Jesus even fed at least five thousand at one time, and it might have been fifteen thousand. There's five thousand men. He had some big meetings. And yet, after his resurrection, he appeared to at least 500 one time. But when the prayer meeting was, there was 120. Numbers went down. I mean, there's more people come for food than the will for prayer is the point, you know. But it we get located in that. It, it We see where our heart really is. There's a man named Jason Whitlock that uh, I saw on a sports program. And I knew he was a believer. And I want to read you uh, some of his testimony here. He's went to work with Glenn Beck. He's going to be on his programs and he's going have a program called Fearless. He said, discerning the origin of the current fear-based American social, social climate is not difficult. Don't blame scientists in China for releasing this virus, assaulting traditional American liberties. Blame the tech companies operating in Silicon Valley laboratories They invented the social media apps that amplify fear and empowered cancel culture. The nuclear weapons dislodging America from its Judeo-Christian values. Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter's Jack Dorsey are the Franklin Delano Roosevelt's and Douglas MacArthur's ending America's 60-year culture war with an unparalleled bombing campaign. What started with President Lyndon Johnson's great society initiative is closing with the repression of speech, corporate media propaganda, vesperation of America's Judeo-Christian foes, Facebook and Twitter finished the mission of turning America secular, godless and shameless and immoral. The apse allegedly intended to bring us together has torn us apart. We should not be surprised. The apse urge self worship, celebrity worship, consumerism, which leads to heathenism, idolatry, and materialism. Excuse me. Branded as racist, Uncle Tom's coons, homophobics, transphobics, hypocrites, mis- misogynist American Christians fear publicity well excuse me, fear publicly identifying themselves by their faith. They place their political identity and racial identity above their religious identity. Their conservatives or Republicans or nationalists both white and black or libertarians or liberals or social justice activists or worse they could even they could be trump supporters or trump resistors they s- avoid saying the name that made john brown and fred G- douglas abolitionists, compel thomas jefferson to write that all men were created equal conformed union soldiers during the Civil War and inspired Dr. Martin Luther King's dream. They avoid directly referring to the name that made America great in the first place. The name that forced us to overcome our superficial indifferences and transformations. They left out and have forgotten the name of Jesus. He's been canceled crucified by toxic secular culture that bullies his believers with threats to expose their sins on the Satan Con Valley social media platforms and on the Satan Con Valley catering corporate media outlets. Fear is the enemy of truth, freedom, and the American dream. I'm not a sports journalist turned preacher. I'm the guy that used to be wasting my time and money drinking and crowsing inside the Spearmint Rhino in Las Vegas, Tootsies in Miami, Diamond Joes in Kansas City, and Magic City in Atlanta. But I'm someone who knows that in order for me to make better decisions in all aspects of my life, I need Jesus. I'm someone who recognizes any success I have achieved in a 30-year career as a byproduct of the values my grandmother, a tiny church in Indianapolis, and my parents and my siblings instilled in me as a young boy. I don't guess I told you that uh, Jason is a black man. Fear is destroying America. It has locked us in our homes, forced us to cover our faces, forbade us to worship together for more than a year. It stole our freedoms we took for granted. It allowed Colin Capernago to popul- to polar- polarize our national anthem. It turned rare incidents of deadly misconduct into a fictional genocide pandemic. It spawned a Race hoaxes and a generation of race baiting grifters, it diminished sports' ability to unify. Our resentless pursuit of freedom was the iron that sharpens American iron. The Chinese Communist Party knows this. The revolutionaries in the Satan Khan Valley know this. The editors at the New York Times know this. The self trained Marxists who formed the Black Lives Matter know this. In order to destroy America, you must cripple beliefs in the rags-to-riches American dream and the conviction that America is a force for good, reshaping the African-American narrative into a journey that damns this nation rather than one that illustrates our unprecedented resolve to do better. Haydens are, are decline. <clears throat> the Black Journal has fueled American exceptionalism. Black Twitter is not an organi- organic construction. It's a social media algorithm designed to paint any truth-speaking public figure as a racist or a race traitor. The New York Times 1619 project isn't journalism. It's a companion of the academic virus, critical race theory, propaganda designed to foster racial divide, erode black patronism. Black Lives Matter isn't concerned with the welfare of the black man. It's a fundraising arm of the Democratic Party and of a lobbyist for the LGBTQ. The racial conflict, BLM and, and, and TV and social media influencers promote smoke screens, a far more serious plot, the plot to cancel Jesus and impose a cultural Marxism on the United States. Global elites prefer China's system of authoritative governance and worker exploitation, backers of the Great Reset and Build Back Better prefer the American function the way China does. Jesus and communism cannot coexist. Karl Marx, the father of Marxism and the proponent of communism, explained that in his political theory. We. We're losing because we've sidelined our best soldier, our Lord Jesus. The original combatants of the Civil War drew on Jesus as their primary power source. Have you ever studied the lyrics of the battle hymn of the Republic? Here's my favorite passage. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. When a glory in His bosom that transfigures you and me. As He died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Julia Ward Howe, a white abolitionist, wrote those words in 1861. The words spurn men to sacrifice their lives for freedom of others. Mine eyes have seen the glory of what America can accomplish when we come together as one nation under God, when we conquer our fears. Your sins, your sin does not nullify your Christianity. It justifies it. Let's go, let go of that fear. Fear. Your sins, no matter what they are, do not prohibit you from speaking truth, standing on biblical principles and being heard. The enemy of truth, the elites rewrite history and refining America, freedom are not silent or sacred. Their immorality emboldens them, yet our sin silences us. Not anymore. You will not have to believe what I believe to enjoy and benefit from fearless. That's a gift of a Judo Christian culture. It works to ensure that non-believers receive the same opportunity to pursue their dreams as everyone else. Jason Whitlock. God's raising up people in every walk of life to declare his, his kingdom, I don't suspect I'll see him on uh, ESPN anymore, making statements like that. And there's there's prices to be paid to stand up, but it's, it's our time to answer the call. These seventy that we started with in Luke 10, I want to go back to that. They answered the call. They showed up. They went out. I want to read some more of that story in verse uh, 17 of chapter 10 of Luke. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, the demons are subject to us in Your name. You've got to believe that. You've got to know that that if God has called you and empowered you, He gives you the ability and the authority to do the things that He calls you to do. Then Jesus said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. You know what He was seeing? He was seeing those demonic strongholds being torn down. That's what was coming down. He could see that. I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. I heard one person say that represents deaths and major sicknesses. And over, I know this covers it all. Over all, say all. He's given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Rejoice in that. But listen, you're you're called not to just enjoy that. And I pray we enjoy our salvation and know who God is in us and what He's doing in us. But our question is, Lord, what's next? What do you have for us? What should we be about? And we need to make Him Lord of every area. See, those people went out under the power of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. It still takes the cross. It still took the blood of Jesus Christ, His sacrificial death, for us to have any power or authority. We never get away from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the power. He gave them the power. He gives us that power. Amen. And he's called us to walk in that power. So. What are the strongholds. In your lives that need to come down. What are the strongholds around you. Let me say this too. Part of, of this scheme to break America. America is they know that communism can't take over with a middle class. That's why they they want an elite class and a poor class. That's all they want because the middle class can stand up. But we better be Christianized. We better be full of God. and And there's more of a battle going on in this country than we know. And I know we can say, well, I can't get, Speak into somebody's life that's up there. Don't underestimate your prayers. Keep praying for our country. Pray for our state or nation. But pray over your family. We have got to win these battles individually. We've got to win them locally. They went out and came back successful because they walked in what God called them to walk. And that's why Jesus said, I saw Satan falling his kingdom will come down but see we've we've let if you've got an area of your life that you that you're you know the lord's not pleased with that's a stronghold that's a demonic stronghold and you better get help if you and jesus can't get it straight you need to get help to get it straight but you know our pride it couldn't be me stops us from gaining or growing in the lord i challenge you today to bring your strongholds to the lord if you need help we'll get you some help to break them listen we've all had somebody pray for us or with us to lord we want to walk through this it's not i'm just going to try harder well, you try harder to last you get out about the door, and then we get something comes against us, and it's almost like a New Year's resolution. It takes the Spirit of God, you knowing God wants to make a change, and if you agree with Him, and let Him, He'll make the change. Let's stand. Lord Jesus, this is your day. We're your people. And we decree that the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that you shed on Calvary is enough to set us free, spirit, soul, and body. And Lord, I call and come, tear down the strongholds here that's keeping people from getting saved or keeping people that are saved in bondage from coming to Christ and being set free. See, the gospel says, I've sent you to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set free those who are oppressed. It's not God's will for you to be in bondage or oppressed. He's here to liberate you. Let's just worship Him this morning. Just come in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord. having trouble with the music listen there may not be music in heaven when it comes time for you to stand before the judgment seat of God there may be millions of people and you walk up and we ought to go receive our rewards we're all going to stand before him so you don't have to wait for music just come if you've got a need just come we just bless the Lord We bless the Holy One of Israel. We bless the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God Almighty. He sent out the 70. He wants to send you and I out. This is your day. Just come.
3: Disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. Sound of dry ball.
1: Any other word this morning? Yeah. Uh,
4: This is hard for me to do because I'm not a good speaker.
1: Come on, come
4: on. My heart's been racing over there the whole service. Um, I've been looking at my Fitbit. It's like I've been working out. So I got to get up here and say something. this morning I was uh, taking care of this elderly man, and I was visiting with his uh, son, and we were talking about the cost of living, you know, the wood and groceries and everything going up. And he was explaining to me about, um, like, the change doesn't happen right away. Um, he said if you throw a rock into a, a creek or a river, the wave doesn't get to you right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been, you know, and I didn't really hit me until I got to church. And I was sitting over there, and I was laughing on the inside, because um, even like when I was a little kid, I was out swimming in a river or lake or whatever, and a boat would come by, and you would get so excited because these waves were coming, you know. And but you would sit there and you would wait. Um, so for me, for you, you know, sometimes we have to wait, um, and and God, and I get impatient, very very impatient, and you know, God just you know, wants us to wait. And I remember the first time that I got to swim in um, Pensacola Beach in the ocean, the waves down there were so big and so pretty. But when they got to me, it was so, you know, it was like a little kid again, you were excited, you know. Me and my niece were out there swimming and we were jumping and so when the wave comes in and the change comes in, we're gonna be full of excitement and joy. And I mean, we're gonna, you know, we have to wait, some of us have to wait some of the change comes immediately, but we're going to wait. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to be strong, and I'm going to be patient. What are you waiting on? I'm waiting for my family to get in here and serve All right. God. All right. <laughs>
1: well, let's pray for her family. Lord, bring her family in. Amen. Thank you, Angel. Thank you.
2: I just got a word. Uh, uh, it's just awesome how the word of the day and you just spoke a lot of things that was over the word of the day because it actually said in there today um, that that God is merciful and he, he literally wants you though, he gives us that opportunity to where we have to bring it to him and don't wait till it's too late. That's literally what it went over today and that's exactly what Gideon did he, he waited upon the Lord yeah he didn't he doubted yeah I mean I mean I remember when Hezekiah doubted too and he wanted that shadow to go the whole different direction but understand though that I mean it's just awesome how the Lord will um, give you new opportunities but we have to be patient and wait upon the Lord um, it made me think of a, of a story in the late 1800s there's this guy he went to all kinds of banks and he tried to get a loan so that he could just make it and just grow his business. And he actually met a different individual, and this individual went to the bank with him and just walked through the bank, just walked through and walk out. And this, this guy that needed a loan, he's like, well, that didn't do nothing for me. That didn't change anything. He's like, you'll be able to go to any, go to this bank and get whatever you want. That man was actually John D. Rockefeller. And understandably, he idolized that man the rest of his life. We cannot do that as an individual. That was a miracle from God that just put everything in place that was needed so that that man could actually, you know, have the things that he needed on this earth. It's so it's just like what you said with Colin Kaepernick and other things that happen. We do that as individuals out of our flesh, out of our selfish desires, but we need to bring it upon the Lord because he's always doing, just sometimes we're too busy to think or see what he's doing. And that's how i just kind of got out of a word today you know and it it just it's amazing how the lord can put things in place for you and let you understandably see just just continue to to hold fast on it you you know believe for your family to come just keep growing in it and thinking don't don't get doubt and uh you know discouraged of it because he will do it it's it's upon his will it's what he wants for you you know he gives us our desires of our heart like you always say
1: lord we bless you i thank your word never returns void lord we've heard and now you're sending us out and we go in your name in jesus name amen well i'm glad you